Hey everybody, welcome to another corner conversation behind the message. I don't know what we call this anymore. What do we call it? Corner conversations. Yeah. Today we are talking about it's Christmas season. It's the Christmas season, and we're going to be talking about relationship with God and how that's tied to little baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. Little baby Jesus. You want we to? Just, we just finished Judges. Oh, that's great. I was going to add something that had nothing to do okay, with any of this. I'm ready for it. So last um, fall, I got this tattoo that says. <laughs> Ebenezer from because in the Old Testament the Israelites build an altar they name it Ebenezer and they're like being faithful and whatever this whole thing then I thought it was the 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 hymn no it's an altar that they made I mean maybe it's a hymn now too I like that when you guys are talking to each other on here you're actually looking looking opposite opposite directions (laughs) can you move those okay but it was right around the holiday season and then someone said like Oh, for like Ebenezer Scrooge. And I was like, I don't know what Ebenezer Scrooge is. I didn't know that was an option. I didn't know. I was like, wait. And so then when I looked it up, I was like, this is bad timing. Who in the world? Why would anyone get that, by the way? No, but why would anybody have to Google what Ebenezer is? Why would they wait to Google it till after they got the tattoo? Well, because I didn't I when I would Google it, I was like looking up like Biblical, like along with it, so it wasn't like a. Like and Scrooge it. never came up once. Not that I know of. I also didn't really Google it that much because I was like, oh, it's in the Bible. Like I didn't question a lot other than that. So it turns yeah, maybe out maybe you should question what you read in the Bible. I don't need to question anything else in my life. It is a mess. But yes, I agree. Anyway, so I think it's Scrooge. True, it's not that. Bad. I I thought it always was about the Scrooge. Maybe it is. Maybe I should just start calling people that. But it's actually so. Sometimes <laughs> we should actually. <laughs> That's this is so weird. Okay, what? Uh, have you seen the Christmas Carol? No. Okay, so you should see it sometime. Okay. And then it's actually that's a great tattoo because it's a, that's a story of hope for change. Wait, so it does work, but isn't he just like a crusty old man? Yeah, exactly. You should. <laughs> SNL just did a great Scrooge <laughs> skit. Okay. You should watch. It's great. No, it's really SNL guys. That's what I'll start telling people now. It's been a really good holiday season. I'm excited about it. Are you? Mm-hmm. So don't seem like I am. I'm excited feel, about holidays this feel like season. Like you're lying. No, I remember I decorated. What's really so happening early. though? Like, stop! What's <laughs> your deal? Trying to make me cry. You can't. You got it all out last night. Is, no, is that a challenge? No, no, no. I'm good. Uh, why are you looking forward to the holidays? Because is it I. Unusual? Yes, it's unusual. I don't like the holidays. But this year, I am very excited for the holidays. And I know that not a lot of people are on board, specifically Greg. Maybe you, but you didn't say anything. I decorated so early this year because I was trying to build the anticipation and excitement. So I was like, if I have cute things to look at in my apartment, and it worked. That's what I want. I want cute things in my apartment. (laughs) Did did you guys decorate? Yeah. When? Yeah, like recently, is, we yeah. I, <laughs> you guys, I put up the stockings. Oh, nice! I also have two stockings, but it I took don't five lie. seconds. But I did it. Mm. I participated. Nice. I I wouldn't mind putting up the tree. Really, I always push it. Like, hey, it's this would be fine to put up the tree in November. No, it's fine. Sure. It it's, doesn't affect anyone else. It's it's what? Thanksgiving is a holiday. Too. No, I absolutely still celebrate Thanksgiving, but with a yeah. little extra lights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I 
know if Thanksgiving is a holiday, but that's fine. That's a good point. Well, you don't have to be thankful. That's fine. I'm thankful all the time. So thankful. Oozes out of him. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't like the way that sounded either. <laughs> uh, so on on the Christmas note, we are mm-hmm. uh, we have kids this week. They, they created a video that makes it's really uncomfortable. Which is again, it's going into where we're we're talking and they about. They throw Jesus. Well, they, it looks oh, like it. They that. don't actually throw Jesus. What matters though? What it looks like or what actually happens? <laughs> I don't know. If we so just to give some background, in it, that there is uh, we're with with a group of kids. We created this video of like a modern. It's not unusual, like a modern telling of the Christmas story from the shepherds. Very and, modern. Yes, and so. Um, <laughs> You know how like you don't understand modern art? Yeah, this is the same, same thing. Yeah. 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 So this is a contemporary, not necessarily modern. So contemporary <laughs> telling of the story. And so there are businessmen and women as the shepherd. They wear ties. So that's like, yep. that was great. I I apparently can still tie a tie really quick because I tied twelve ties really quick. Ooh, I was gonna do that. And then uh, there were there were angels. They were just angels, but they didn't wear like wings and stuff. And uh, that was kind of part of the funniness of the, them telling us. Um, and then uh, the Mary and Joseph, they, as simple people, like where would they, they didn't go to a barn, but they were food, like they were Uber Eats to leave their lawyers. And so anyway, it's, it's funny. I don't know. I explained it to the kids twice and I don't know how funny they thought it was, but mm-hmm. like Mary and Joseph are saying, we got to hurry. We're making all these deliveries. And Mary's going, yep. I have one serious delivery tonight. One Which is so funny. It's so uh, one last delivery, Joseph. The most important delivery. Yeah. yeah, which is great. And then and then we had a very Chucky-ish baby Jesus, which that that's unfortunate. So you didn't use a real kid, you did use it all. Yeah. But okay. then but then yeah, they, they zip it up in a food delivery bag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't watch the videos. Yeah, yeah. No, the the angels angels say Tonight, the Savior is born. You will find him wrapped in claws and lying in a delivery bag. Which is, oh, that's good. That is so funny. And so, no, but the point of this, all of that, and it's at the end, they're dancing. It's kind of sped up, so you can't tell. One of the kids takes a messenger bag and throws, <laughs> throws it on the ground. And it looks like the one they just they, said, Jesus. So it doesn't exactly. But the concept <laughs> is there. And so with with a light, yeah. with a light watching of a sped, sped up video, it could be perceived that Jesus was just thrown down the ground, but he wasn't. You threw Jesus. Anyway, so, uh, but the point of it, and the, the thing that's really beautiful in that, is that if if somebody would say, "Ah, oh, that's that's a," you know, there are words like sacrilegious and stuff, but you can say that. I don't know about you know Jesus in a delivery bag. That's I don't know. That seems like it's putting Jesus in a bad spot, and they're like. You just got it. You just got mm. the point of Jesus being where he was born, you know, in a in a cave. It wasn't a beautiful little stable with that, like you said. It's, we've it's not in still water. Well, like we've idealized the word manger. Almost. Yes, like mm. we're in a manger. Oh, it's like, like how special yeah. and precious. She, it's the shape of just a perfectly shaped, yeah. like yeah. And so it's a best because we don't use manger for literally anything else. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. and so. Yeah, as a as a farm kid, it's uh, you have perspective that it's not like clean. Yeah, would you want to give birth in where in the barn? I your family's barn. Give birth, but 
Yeah, no, it's not. It's, <laughs> that's not what I was asking. Yeah, okay. That's not. That's okay. <laughs> um, but so, I mean, there's a lot of aspects of the of the birth narrative that are really beautiful that paint this picture of not only uh, what what is happening as Jesus is the Messiah, but really the character of God. And and so, if if there is a moment, and I hope that it's like felt and encapsulated, if there's a moment you just go, oh man, we you had the kids put baby Jesus into a delivery bag, and you're like, yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. Is that Jesus, as the God, the Savior of the world, was born into the absolute least. And the picture of that is that he is, is, is doing this for relationship with us, for all. And there isn't a moment, you know, something radically changes if Jesus is born to the richest person's family or to a, a, a cultural or religious leader or, you know, a, a part of a monarchy or any of those things. He was, uh, he was born to the peasants from a small tribe and placed it, gone to Bethlehem and put in the least spot. And so culturally, that would have said, like, again, in that moment, they would have said, that is so sacrilegious. Jesus, mm-hmm. God, what you did is so sacrilegious. That's the point. I like it. So you go back to relationship, the whole relationship piece. I thought Greg was just going to run with it. I know. Run with it? Yeah. Run with what? But the picture of the cost... <laughs> Or the part of having relationship with Jesus. Tell, tell about your the body section of what you're going to be saying. It still needs work. I the uh, I mean we're trying to get to the place of asking the question, like uh, trying to make people think of like all the things that they have felt in the past that they have to do to have relationship with God. Yeah. And there, I'm not saying there's nothing that you yeah. have to do because I think every relationship there are things that you do sacrifices, sacrifices you make. Um, but I think a lot of times people be, are put the, the have to do things or the sacrifice before the relationship. Yeah. And so like the, the sacrifice usually happens after the relationship. Like, I don't know how weird would it be if you were, if somebody started like dating somebody and was making the sacrifices of marriage yeah. on their first date, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really weird mm-hmm. and uncalled for and not healthy probably. And so in the same way, I think like, the, I don't know, it goes all the way back to, to the garden, the garden narrative of, of like what is required to have a relationship with God. Well, the relate you have to be committed to their relationship and have a response to that. Then you do things, then you yeah. sacrifice. But. And the layers of what would, what would be changed in order to have a relationship with God? What would, what would change in the layers of what Jesus did for us if, if he was born into privilege and that the, the character is shown right away that, you know, he is, he's way up here and Jesus was born to remind you how far you are from God. Yeah. And that, that wasn't the point. The point, the whole heart of it is that, that God's efforts throughout biblical history to have relationship with humanity is ultimately exemplified through Christ. And it wasn't a moment of saying, you you got a long ways to go before you can re- relate with me. It was like, no, God has spanned that divide, and the relationship is available. Yeah. And if you think, like, I I'm not I'm I'm pro reverence. <laughs> I I don't think uh, sometimes there can be a perspective that says reverence is uh, just. I don't know, rehearsed or overly religious or not necessarily authentic. And I, I do think that there should be a degree of reverence to God for sure. But 
Um, I do think that it's also in the midst of being reverent to God, it's important to realize that there is no degree of reverence that can earn you uh, to be face to face with God. And so the bridge to that is, is God's bridging that gap by doing something in himself that is incredibly irreverent. Which is Yeah. Reverence is a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if you I it's probably not true, but I think like in modern era, like the the royalty in in the UK, I think would be the most lonely, isolating thing. There's all these degrees of all these formalities. And it, what it, all that does is, you know, it builds a culture where everybody knows or maybe even reveres you or hates you, but uh, there is, but who actually knows you? And uh, that's not what God wants. God doesn't want us to, um, again, do we have to curtsy three times before we come before him? That's, that's not how we do it. Yeah, I think there's a, I mean, there's a whole part of Christianity that has uh, rejected a lot of the liturgy of the Orthodox Church because of that. Like, does God require us to do these same things over and over? Like, is there, what's the ritual of it? And what is the impact of that? And I think some of it is, like, I, I do I do think some of the liturgy and some of the ritualist, ritual stuff is good. It is. But I do think that they operate mainly as like reminders like they yeah. the effectiveness of them is to like communion is a good example the effectiveness of communion is to remind us what communion is about not mm-hmm. just to participate yeah. and so when you get those those liturgy or rituals that you people are just blindly doing because they feel like that's what everyone else is communicating that needs to be done i think that can be well a little detrimental to to be i don't know i don't want to be sarcastic about it but there like there are non-religious things that people can do to think that uh, open the doorway to connection or relationship with God. You know, when swaying side to side, I really have a great spiritually moment or when listening to that song or when, when we're all together and we're all singing with all of our hearts, all the, which there's a degree of like, sure, those can be great moments and great things. But when it becomes a moment where you say, I have to be listening to that song or swaying that direction or uh, doing it for this length of time. Uh, again, the, the picture is that Jesus was that bridge over all of that stuff. And not that you shouldn't, like, having, again, religious traditions to remind you of, of being reverent or uh, honoring of God is great, but to feel like those are... Uh, is the line, like, where it goes from, like, either remembrance or whatever that is to like i feel like sometimes those things are done to try to for lack of a better term force god to Hmm. be somewhere do Hmm. something like like this we whenever we sing this song that that's when god's presence comes in whatever the thing is and i always feel like when the when that line is crossed to me that's actually making us god and Mm -hmm. not God, God, because it's like, if we have the power to do something and have God respond, then who really is God? Yeah. 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 I think that that is a big part of the line. And I, but, uh, yeah, I think the, the line is truly defined internally as opposed to externally. And that's just a part of that internal. If you feel like by doing it, make God love you or make
and cause a degree of religiosity that again is pretty hollow or empty and but if you uh, see that i'm i'm doing these things in honor reverence to bring focus to my my heart my head of who you are as opposed to get you to do it's it's mm -hmm. radically different yeah it's good thanks ken yeah thank you see you guys <laughs>